What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your show hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today, if you're watching over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you'll notice I'm all by myself, and I'm in the lab. If you're listening, nothing has changed besides, of course, it's just me right now to welcome you into the podcast. Mr. Paris Lilly, one of my gaming dads, will join me in just a little bit because this episode... It's a special episode. It's a big interview episode because we are celebrating the sixth anniversary of Cuphead with Studio MDHR. That's right. Myself and Paris get to sit down with Chad and Maya Moldenhauer from the team of Cuphead to talk about all six years and the future of Cuphead with a very special announcement of what you Xbox players can look forward to in the near future with the game. But of course, during this fun interview, you'll get to look back on six years of your rage moments and also your triumphs of Cuphead. So sit back, relax, and make sure to enjoy. Of course, don't forget this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games on podcast services and, of course, on Rooster Teeth. This week, the X-Cast is sponsored by Rocket Money, Shady Race, and DoorDash. But myself and the team will tell you all about that in just a little bit. Let's jump right into the episode and enjoy an awesome interview with Studio MDA. HR. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Mike and Paris with two very special guests. We're going to be celebrating the sixth anniversary of Cuphead with, of course, Chad and Maya Moldenhauer from Studio MDHR. I'll first get into them. Hey, Chad and Maya, how are you both doing today? Good. Great. Hello. We're doing amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Six years of Cuphead. I know myself and Paris are eager to talk to you about all of that and more. So let's start off with that. Congratulations on six years. Can you two believe it looking back on all that? No. No. <laughs> we were just we were just all talking, me, Maya, and Jared the other day about how how is how did six years pass? This seems impossible, just at a blink. And, and it's just But at the same time, it also feels like it could be 30 and <laughs> <laughs> we feel like yeah that makes sense yeah. so much stuff has happened in such a condensed right. timeline that it just it's it's surreal yeah we celebrate it like a child's birthday so <laughs> just so everyone knows <laughs> cake balloons yeah. i was gonna say we got to get a big cake out then right away <laughs> exactly. i mean like you said so much stuffed into six years the game the dlc books graphic novels a tv show on netflix i mean and i'm sure so much more behind the scenes a lot has gone on over the six years. I guess my first question is, did you think you were going to get the big reception that you got when we first rolled back six years ago? Because it became a beloved indie title that oh, yeah. people still play to this day and love more than anything. Well, I, I still remember when going back all those years before, ago before we launched, uh, we noticed that, you know, there was a bunch of people that kind of liked the game. And we thought we had this, this mini crowd of people that were going to kind of latch on. And right before we launched, we we said, "What if our lifetime sales hit like a, between a hundred and two hundred thousand copies? That would be amazing." And I think we have enough people that are you know that are following us that we might actually hit that. And that was yeah. kind of our dream. I feel like I was also laughing at you at that point, and I was like, "You have the bar set way too high." Um, so needless to say, I think like we continue to pinch ourselves. We know we know we say this often, but it's because it's so true pinch ourselves of like, is this real? Like, yeah. is this happening? Um, and, you know, every opportunity that has presented itself to us over the last six years continues to be like a pinch yourself moment. Like this can't be real, just given how how it all began. And a, and a funny tidbit, my my dad uh, right before it <laughs> launched was like, I'm going to uh, write my prediction down in an envelope. So the game came out, you know, it did really well for the first week and we opened the envelope and we're like, oh my, like this, this is like a, a like. How does he even think of this? I think it was whatever, four million or five million copies. Or like, this is in, this is insane. How could anything be like this? And then as the years went on, we're like, oh wait a second, <laughs> this was a pretty good prediction. Yeah. <laughs> he saw it happening from the futures, mm -hmm. right? That's exactly. awesome stuff. I guess before I let Paris jump in, I do want to touch on the TV show. Three seasons on Netflix. Congratulations. That was pretty wild and also very exciting. What was that like for the two of you and the whole team to get this into Netflix and make it so big as it is now? 
um insane to see you know we were uh we were so inspired by cartoons and television movies and things like that to make this game so for it to come full circle uh obviously was a uh, a wild a wild kind of um endeavor to and, and to be behind the scenes a little bit to see how it was actually made because that is a world that is unknown to us oh, yeah. so it was really exciting to see how they all work um and it, it's just it's such a bigger thing than we ever could have yeah. imagined. Yeah. We have, you, you go see a dentist and they and, and you're talking about Cuphead and they go, the show. Yeah. Cuphead show. <laughs> oh, Studio MHR, you guys are the Cuphead show. This is so amazing. And we have to be like, no, no, no. This is, you know, Netflix made this based on a, a game that we did. And they kind of give like a, yeah, 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 game, whatever. This is, there's a show on TV. So it's, it's taken on it this. took it out of like the gaming community and made yes. it more mainstream and bringing kind of like that IP to, a, a much wider demographic which like i mean it's it's just insane it's crazy yeah <laughs> no it, it absolutely isn't first and foremost congratulations on six years i can't believe it's been six years either my original memory was this had to have been e3 2015 i think but it was e3 and there was like a xbox media showcase or something like that and i attended and i remember seeing it on a television you know at that event and my instant thought was oh wow this is like the old looney tunes or, or disney cartoons you know like from the 40s or 50s or things like this this looks really interesting and i can't wait for this game to come out and then obviously once the game came out the best way I can describe, and I mean this with nothing but love and admiration, it's the game I hate to love because I love <laughs> Cuphead, but man, I am not good at Cuphead. But yet, you're at, not good yet. <laughs> yet, and, and may never happen, but I, I love I love the challenge of it because to me, it's such a throwback to the early days of gaming when you had, you know, mm -hmm. platformers like this that would really challenge you and, and push you and to, to my point would take you a long time to actually really get good at. So just having this game over the years and then obviously the DLC that that, that came out recently as well, it's into your point about the TV show and just the brand awareness that goes beyond gaming now. I, I, I love it because I love that this is a brand new IP that came out of nowhere. And the way that, and I don't know if you want to go into, into this more, but the way that you handcraft the animations and everything to, to make Cuphead a reality just makes it stand out from anything else that, that we play in gaming right now. And I, I, like I said, I hate to love it, but I absolutely love it. Yeah. You know, hinging on that last thing that you said too, we're, we're so lucky because, you know, going into making this game, just be, being all on paper and the watercolor backgrounds yeah. and things like that, and how painstakingly it was to actually create this. Um, it was a sense of relief almost when the community did notice the nuances in hand-drawn mm -hmm. art on paper versus, you know, digitally, which is equally as beautiful in its own way. But what we were seeking was what a lot of people in the uh, in the gaming community and obviously Netflix Netflix had picked up on saying like, you know, it's beautiful. And it, so just hearing that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. And, um, and, the endless and, hours. And it kind of gave us like we we built this up as we were making the game, this brute force mentality where everything had to be kind of, you know, true to the art form. And it extends into the music being all, you know, live yes. recorded, big band, yes. the sound effects are all handcrafted. Nothing is, we don't cut, we don't cut any corners, not because we couldn't, it's because we had that mentality. And that's what we still, we still do. And that's yeah. kind of part of the joy that came out of Cuphead is knowing that we can work on games where we apply this, you know, insane kind of brute force metho methodology across the entire game, and it and it resonates with fans, and that's that what excites me the most, actually. Absolutely, and you you brought up one point uh, that that I forgot to mention is the music in the game as well. I, I I love that that throwback of it. It's it it really draws you into kind of that era and that experience that you would have. And you know, like I mentioned before with the challenge, but the one the beauty of Cuphead is as challenging as it may be you get such a sense of satisfaction when you clear level. I know me personally, right? I am running around the house doing laps where I'm like, yes, like, oh God, now I got to do another one and do it all over again. But I, I absolutely love it. I've never had a game where I've wanted to throw my controller, but I'm, but, but I, I, I'm, I'm happy to do so. Like, no, I got it this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's actually one of the, the things we noticed early on was you'd have people that come up to play the game that are like, you know what, I don't like platformers. I don't like games that are a little bit yeah. difficult. 
but I really love the style. I really love the music. Let me just kind of play in here. And all of a sudden they get hooked in that loop where they, exactly. they just want to, they want to just go a little bit further. I'll play for another five minutes. And, then, <laughs> and the, the entire, the art, the music, everything we put into this game actually is a nice way to draw people that would not necessarily play a game. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's, that's a beautiful thing as well. Like the number of people that we've heard exactly as you said being drawn to the music or the art form or and, and just being like you know what i bought your game because it's so beautiful and i just want to see it and other gamers and it's like that's amazing that's incredible that we were able to bring more people into the community and it's something that i think every developer wants to eventually oh, yeah. do and um of course so it's really really nice as well yeah really great stuff and we celebrate six years but we're also just a little bit more than a year removed from the DLC. And mm -hmm. so we got to celebrate the DLC as well because yeah. that is something I loved. And, man, we can talk about the art style. We got to talk about the full castle set that you guys did in stop motion <laughs> with the team. That was very, very cool. I think we got to – we'll shine the light on that first because we talk about the art style. And then you've teamed up with Screen Novelties, I believe. I was walking, watching some documentaries about this, to build the actual full castle and film that in stop motion along with some other cool details in the backgrounds of these levels. Yes. Yeah. So I'll start off by saying when we went into the DLC, we had this mentality of can we take what we did in Cuphead 1 and push it all to the max uh, kind of in every aspect in the same way Disney did with uh, Fantasia? Yeah. And I wanted to bring, you know, the, it, it, it almost didn't matter what they were doing. They just wanted to bring the biggest and and most you know special effects and you just kind of constantly want to push that bar you don't want to rely on like the laurels of what you've already achieved you just like yeah. push it how far can we push it and we kind of went into this like we just have to do it so we we go through all this work and then we realize as we're analyzing close to the game shipping that a lot of the bosses that we worked on are the equivalent of working on five or six bosses from the first game like it's just the endeavor when you start just ratcheting up every little detail it, it it's so exponential but on top of that, the, the original game we had, um, um, we worked with this fabulous guy, um, Ali Morby. He made the, the dragon so spire like in the background and the genie background, and even like the tutorial for the, the, the shmup levels where the, the scroll kind of opened up. And we knew that Fleischer had kind of, in the 1930s, Fleischer Studios, really took that up to the next level they built these huge massive like 18 20 foot sets and had it all set up on a on a on a track so they could rotate it and film it and we knew for dlc that was another can we take this up to the next level so that's when we we actually uh heard about screen novelties because they were working on the netflix show and yeah. it just kind of worked hand in hand you're like hey after you guys jump off that project and you jump into this. Yeah, they were just as excited. They're like, yeah, have our hands in the game. Let's do it. And the set is, uh, you know, they captured it beautifully for the game. But when you see this in real life, it is just a masterpiece. Um, we're preserving it. We're trying to figure out a way to kind of preserve and archive it so it doesn't just end up in a dumpster. Like, unfortunately, so many maquettes do in, in, the, in cartoons yeah. when they're made. Um, so we're hoping to do something with it later in the future. But um it's beautiful it's a piece of art yeah and even the the original ali worked uh on the miss chalice tutorial so that's an all and done crafted special thing and again with everything else the music there's over 100 musicians on the soundtrack and mm -hmm. that everything is kind of just pushed to the limit and we're everybody on the team we're so super proud of how it turned out that it's just it's it stands there as this kind of like you know Studio MDHR's piece of history in the 1930s animation that we just, yeah. I don't know. There's something to it that is just like a literal chef's kiss. <laughs> well, well said on that bigger. one. <laughs> and the Perry Only Bosses was a great <laughs> touch there to switch it up. So shout out to you guys for adding a, a little extra flavor to it all. That was a mm -hmm. lot of fun. That was great stuff. Thank you. Thank you. No, of course. One thing, because you just mentioned team. So I, I, I know you've told the story in the past, but for anyone brand new, obviously kind of finding out about your history, would you mind talking about how the studio started? Like how many people were there in the beginning and kind of where you are today? Yeah, that was an easy one. Um, for the longest time, uh, my brother Jared and I kind of 
talked about let's we want to make a game at some point maybe we'll make a mobile game maybe we'll just make some free little online flash game but we want to at least do one thing in um, in our life and it we kind of started realizing, it was after hours and weekends yeah, we we're just, just talking about it a little bit the tiny stuff before cuphead just little things oh this will be a fun little hamster mobile game whatever it was mm -hmm. and then we all were watching uh the rise of certain indies you know like um castle crashers got pretty big and then super meat boy kind of exploded yeah, yeah. before that braid and we were all following the indie game the movie and we kind of saw that oh wait a second this isn't teams of 40 making game. Yeah, there was a definite shift in yeah. the community and the tools that were available to developers, which was the only thing standing in like your way for so many years of like, this is just not really something exactly. that we can. And, and then I think the realization was instead of trying to make a small little game, tiny little mobile thing that just to say we made a game, why don't we dream up this magic scope and kind of scale it back down and, and make that. And we did that. We had this huge scope. We scaled it down. Um, Maya joined us as soon as you know the game was an actual game, and and kind of has been on this <laughs> crazy adventure with us. And we just slowly kept scaling up the team from there. We'd find you know animators that we wanted to hire, and you know our... well, it was difficult because we needed to find people who were still animating on paper, well, that or had experience animating on paper, and needed a job, and trusted us. <laughs> There yeah. was a very small pool of people. I'd never made a game before. I'd never made We're a game. Make one. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I've, I've, I'm the first one to kind of say whenever someone references like, oh, the people who work for you or your team, I was like, no, 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 they're family at this point. Mm -hmm. um, there are people who joined us day one. They're still here. Um, and we have such a respect for one another. And the fact that they, you know, try, like I said, trust was a big thing at the in the very early days. Um, being like this there's something here we're gonna, we're gonna make something of this we promise you <laughs> i think that also ties in beautifully to uh xbox as well because yes we started off small and there was a you know we we had a few hires but then all of a sudden when you know we came on the id at xbox program it kind of pushed us into you know way it more into the community like... yeah into the community way more viewers kind of turning this into a real project instead of this thing we're going to work on um, on our weekends and I think also once Xbox, so just again, if for anyone who doesn't know, we ended up putting out a little um, B-roll video snippet on, oh gosh, I can't even remember what website now. Doesn't oh, matter. Yeah, yeah. Onto the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, uh, someone at Xbox had discovered it and then and called us. And I think that that phone call was a real turning point for us in terms of being like, okay, this, that like, this isn't just, you know, a, um, a venture capitalist calling you or somebody being like, hey, I, I want in. This is Xbox calling. And so that was a real pivotal point in, I think, the history of Cuphead and, and how it took a turn. And we took that small little scope to being like, okay, well, maybe we can expand it to be a little bit bigger, like, um, if we had, do have the support of Xbox. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's a really important point. Yeah. And I mean, that, and then that kind of helped as we grew the team bigger and yeah. bigger. Now, you know, we have a little bit, we had way more steam behind us to kind of not prove, but show that this is a, a real viable indie project. You all did that. That's <laughs> pretty wild to say. You all did that. I don't that. know how. I don't really, know how really we did it, but we did it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash 
Pass membership with easy substitutes right in the app and best-in-class customer support. You can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use the code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash Kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Uh, you know, the fun part about this is we talk about the family, right? And you talk about trust with others, kind of bringing them in and saying, hey, we need you to believe in us and believe in this. Yeah. You know, when we talk about family, was there ever difficult times where maybe we started to question the vision we wanted to give up? Maybe Maya didn't want to be brought onto this and, you know, go somewhere <laughs> else. Like, <laughs> what was the family dynamics and what was the family feel with all Oh, my of this? goodness. This is where we really, I think, got lucky. Um, I don't use that term a lot because I think that there's a lot more blood, sweat, and tears that go into um, people's success than luck. But this is really where we got lucky in that um, the, we do, again, have a lot of family members that joined because we, in the early days, especially, we did not have the money to pay people. And so we had to beg family and friends to join, like Chris Madigan, who's the um, a composer of all the music in it, was is a childhood friend, and we kind of roped him into it. Um, so uh, the lucky thing is that there was never, um, things can go south with family when you mix kind of, it's like a religion and state kind of thing, right? Like you don't mix the two. It got, it really worked in our behalf, um, oh, in sure. our case yeah. in that, you know, the, the Moldenhauer clan, I'm Moldenhauer by choice. Um, <laughs> but, um, the, the whole, like all of you guys, like the cousins and everyone, they, there's no, sh you're not shy to speak your mind. Um, you are able to very transparently discuss like, well, I think that this idea works because blah, blah, blah versus your idea. And there's, but there's always like a, an undertone of respect. There's no like, that was a horrible idea. It, there's, there's none of that. There's this undertone of respect for, for things and collaboration that happen and um, continues to happen. And we're just, yeah. I think and a lot of it is like growing up. Uh, wanting to critique stuff and, yeah. and pick apart things and having those discussions nonstop and that that kind of just like 
lent itself well to making a game because you want to pick apart. You want to you want to show people who also pick it apart, and you accept that as like, oh yeah, that that makes sense because of yeah, all of it's these really welcomed rather than ever taken like as a criticism towards like who you are as a person if if your idea doesn't transcend into something that ends up on paper. Um, it's actually probably one of the most difficult things that I had to learn coming into this family. You know what, close to 18, 19 years ago, um, in that. Uh, they love to debate <laughs> and it gets heated sometimes and then i remember initially i was always kind of like oh my god are you guys arguing are you loving each other what's happening here <laughs> um but it, it's all love and it's worked out and everyone from the family who's joined us from day one is still here and we all love each other and we're having <laughs> thanksgiving next week together and um so no we got really lucky that's awesome oh, that is amazing hear. Yeah, amazing stuff. I guess another fun one me and Paris can talk about is, you know, we've talked to a lot of developers over the days with this podcast, and we have talked about the global pandemic and COVID-19 and how that really interrupted game development. And of course, we talked about your DLC just releasing last year. So, of mm -hmm. course, you were developing a number of things, I'm sure, during the global pandemic. Yes. You talk about family and it being so close. Also, a big band, a live band with Chris over there. What were some of the pandemic problems that you all dealt with and had to overcome as a smaller group yeah that's a nail on the head the hardest one was recording the music and doing it responsibly um and so rather than i think i can't give like a multiplier but i think it definitely took at least 15 times longer to record wow. the music than it would have originally because we had to break up all of the musicians into like nine people yes yeah, six, six or nine people in a huge place all you know separate from each other mm -hmm. but when chris was composing songs that had you know 25 people or 30 people playing at once it's a it's just a, a mess of of scheduling and you know mastering later and mixing and, and making sure we had a nurse there to COVID test everybody on the way in um and also we wanted to record a lot of the footage for our archives and like you know when you go this big and on something you're like we have to have some kind of recording to prove that it was <laughs> it was real so having somebody out in a van with their cameras rigged up inside and controlling it from a controller because they couldn't have capacity indoors there was a lot of um a lot of planning that went into that and it was executed so beautifully like uh, if, I don't know if you've heard the soundtrack to DLC yet, but it really came together. But there was it was all hands on deck from like our internal producers. Um, I have to give a shout out to Eli Simet, uh, who is just like integral in terms of organizing, helping to organize everything. Um, and the engineers over at uh, Canterbury Studios, they were just incredible with putting up with us. They were just kind of like, are you crazy? Who's recording anything right now? And we're like, <laughs> we need to. Yeah. And And then on top of that, just like, we as a team are lucky that we're all remote but yeah the i mean the pandemic still everybody who has kids now every, your kids are at home there's there's a still a huge shift in the dynamic that you know shifted our schedules around yeah, absolutely and, and, oh yeah well that was one of the things where so many people pre-pandemic were like how are you a fully distributed studio how are you doing you know paper artwork um from italy and it's like well we use obviously like tools available to us to to kind of share and all the software and things like that but yeah like chad said it was there it was a little bit different um for us in terms of having to mobilize people into their homes and how we're going to get things back and forth to each other to being aware of the external things that are affecting like productivity for example and being respectful to that we ourselves have three kids and so i think that we're lucky to be so attuned to things like that and be like hey we know that you've got kids home who are learning right beside you <laughs> yeah. um with their teacher yelling online the learning like, you're in grade one <laughs> and you know one of the analogies i use on our team calls um when we have them is really just like we're not do this is not brain surgery or heart surgery or like we're not saving lives here like you have to have respect for your people you have to have an understanding that like we make video games like how much luckier can we get let's not make it too serious where we're like we have to do this and that yeah and we also know that with the success we're in a great privileged area yes we can to be able to support yeah. that i mean if the if the timeline went on a little longer we could be okay with that but that's also due to the fact yes. that it was super successful and that's not necessarily how the rest of the industry felt it right so yeah. that there's that we still know that we're like super lucky of how everything is working out. Yeah. 
Oh, that, all that is fantastic. Cause that's to your point, everything that you said, just, I think so many lessons learned came out from the pandemic about remote work and collaboration and just being more efficient, I think will help everybody moving forward, you know, in, in these cases. But one thing I, I did want to touch on is you talked about the successes that obviously this, this game has brought about with the studio, the brand awareness, everything does that as you start to look ahead, put any additional pressure on you for whatever your next project's going to be? We're, we're weird in that mm-hmm. way, where we, a lot of us internally can kind of separate success from what mm-hmm. we want to do. And there technically is the same, call it added pressure, that when we launched DLC, we kind of wanted to, you know, we're we're hoping that we are at least in the same realm as the others that are creating wonderful 2D artwork and 2D games in the industry. And we would look at it from that way, you know, some of our decisions, hey, if we do this, let's push it a bit because, you know, we've, we already did it this, this way. Right, right. Yeah. But less, still really uh, less thinking about um, how the game's success would affect other projects because even the original cuphead we went into it with the mentality of we really have to love what we're doing mm-hmm. like to the point where it's just this is our kind of our life really and it's amazing if we have fans that can follow along with what we're creating and we found that's the the real way to put kind of the depth and 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 i don't know kind of imbue yourself into the project is you really have to love it and see and really not analyzing too much of like, well, hey, what's the current trend of something selling? Why don't we add, you know, 10% of that into the game because it might give us a little spike in sales or any of that stuff was was always put to the, if we did any of that, it would be like 0.5% of our thought is on that. And the rest is on making, you know, the greatest product we can. Yeah. Yeah. For the original game, you know, there was nothing to lose. Um and so we were just like Except for our house. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, and no, you know what I mean. Like it was just kind of like it was our debut game, and like we just we didn't have to live up to anything. Um, and so one of the biggest driving forces, and I, I'm probably echoing a lot of what Chad just said, but we that's what we do. <laughs> um, one of the driving forces was just making a game that we loved, which is why whenever we got you know, people's commentary on like, why don't you do it digitally? It would be so much cheaper to make. Why are you making it so challenging? Like you'd have more people playing it if it was if it was a super easy game. We block a lot of that out and have to remain true to kind of like, how did we set out to do this? And what what are we setting out to make? Like laser vision focus on that. Um, but I mean, Everyone has their own opinion. I think that you definitely, it's in your character as well to not have a lot of pressure for the next game. It is in my character to to definitely feel a little bit of pressure, right? Um, And I think it's more out of, um, it's not out of, it doesn't come out of a place of like a mop, like we had, we're trying to build this empire or something like that. It comes more out of a place of not wanting to let fans down for me. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've, you set a bar and there people are eagerly waiting on like the next kind of thing. And like, you don't want to disappoint them. So I think for me personally, that's, I do feel a little bit of that, but that's why we're yin and yang. And that's why it works. Right. (laughs) You've got one cowboy. And and Jared's even maybe more. Yeah. Jared's worse in this guy. You know, like it's awesome, but let's focus on, on making, you know, great games exciting stuff well let's talk about of course the fans you all celebrating six years right this is a great chance to look back but also look forward is there something special that you're going to do for the fans for yourselves when we celebrate the sixth anniversary i mean fall guys had cuphead skins i loved that What, what can the fans look forward to to celebrate six years with all of you is there anything special you know we thought long and hard about this of like what are we going to do this year and um and we, we kind of wanted to celebrate the fact that Cuphead is Cuphead because of how its journey went. And a big portion of that journey is Xbox and, you know, being at trade shows and, and, and pushing the Cuphead name out there. And the just, E3 stage that you referenced exactly. in 2015, like. And we thought, what 
we want to kind of give a little love letter back to Xbox and the fans and all the support we had coming up to the first game's launch. And we're and we're pushing out an update um, that is the called the Xbox Definitive Edition mm -hmm. that will have behind the scenes videos. We have a, a lot of un, unused art and unseen art that's it's going to be on this yeah, thing. Marika, there's a lot of stuff that we have in the vault. I alluded to it earlier in that we record and keep track of the entire process. And we're like, we talk about it a lot, but there's not, it's not really out there. And like, what a perfect opportunity, but to thank the Xbox community for like adopting us in those very, very early days mm -hmm. when a lot of people thought like, this can't be in game. This is a cinema or whatever. Like um, they loved us with open arms from the very beginning. So it's just a, a thank you to Xbox and the Xbox community to open up that vault to them a little bit. Um, sketches, concepts, uh, behind the scenes footage, uh, uh, video footage of like watercolor painting backgrounds happen and take like, like time-lapse videos, um, inking, animation, um, behind the scenes footage of making of the music. Oh yeah, we have um, a, there's a full music player. You can listen to the yeah. entire entire album from both games yeah we wanted to make this feel like a real tangible behind the scenes feeling yeah. for for those early early fans and just say take them along yeah. and of course we made the you know all the menus and everything are handcrafted in the in the the same cuphead you know <laughs> that that way that everything has to be perfect so we're we're excited to get this into the hands of the our fans in a couple of easter eggs so we'll just we'll leave that we have nice. let's make easter eggs everywhere we can so <laughs> that's First really of all, exciting yeah all of that's very exciting and amazing one thing just just to be crystal clear because i can i can sense the comment section already uh <laughs> you said this was an update so is this basically anyone that owns the base game will, will have access to this or do you need the dlc um I, this is anybody who owns the base game this is okay the, excellent pushed out. yeah so the people who own DLC will already own the base game, so it's it's for all, all fans. And Fantastic. when do we expect that out? That is coming out September 29th. Awesome. There it is, right around the corner to yeah. celebrate six years. <laughs> Whose idea was it to track all of this to get the camera out and say, "Hey, maybe we should make sure we have this for the you know the future, and we can look back." Who, whose idea was that? <laughs> I will take full credit for that. Um, I love to document things. And um, very early on, I could see when, you know, when Chad and Jared were talking about the game and what they were making and stuff very early on, like I was 100% believer in terms of this is going to be something special. And so the first thing I did was take my camera out and yeah. and document from and, like and your sketches and and even even you know wrapping the first game and and archiving it and you know dumping this into a unused and unseen by anybody kind of uh, vault uh, digital vault having that and then even running into DLC I know Maya was like listen we have to do way more behind the scenes stuff because we, not only can we show our fans this but I think there's something bigger here that is going to be amazing yeah um and also like I joke about it, but I kind of feel like it's probably more real than not where I'm like, this is like our child. And like, do you take pictures of your children and videos of them? Yes, you do. <laughs> so, okay. and, I, and deep down inside, I think we always knew we wanted to do something yeah. um, special for the Xbox community at, at, at some point. And it just, yeah, you don't know how it's going to play out. No, but I, like from that, like 2015 date, you're like, oh my gosh, like these are people that are very special to us. And you don't forget that. That's great stuff. So when we talk about the footage that we will see as the players, what are your guys' favorite stuff that the players will see? You talked about Easter eggs. Will we get any Netflix stuff at all? Will we get to see some of the show? What will this really contain? Yeah, it's going to be contained to the game. Yeah, okay. um, and I would say some of my favorite stuff really is the making of the music, the behind-the-scenes footage of making the music and you know putting a face to those musicians and how like they're so talented. So sometimes it's nice to give a musician, um, you know, a, a face. And uh, but there is and the time lapse videos. I love time lapse oh, yeah. of artwork getting yeah, done. That's what I was gonna say too. Yeah, the time lapse stuff. It's it's really, especially for people who don't quite know how the process is. They mm -hmm. might hear on paper, oh, you guys, you know, it's it's this many things. It's this many steps to kind of get it to the com completion and. Just going through a time lapse video and watching that, I think is it's it's integral to kind of the story we've always been talking about. But now here it is tangible, and you can really like 
dive in and and cry knowing how much. Yeah, there's been a, a few times where people are like, what do you mean you drew it on paper? Like, what is that? Like, what do you, like, you drew one one picture on paper? Like, like not a lot of people understand. Or is it understand. digital paper on a screen? Yeah. Is that right, right. About? So we'll be like, this is what we mean. <laughs> I, I think the one thing that I take out of everything that you're just saying right now with, with releasing this footage is you're going to, because you're a unicorn right now. Cuphead's a unicorn. No one else is doing the level of handcrafting and detail that, that you do with your artwork right now in this game. You're going to, there's going to be someone that's watching this that you're going to inspire that they're going to replicate this one day. And then they're going to go, well, yeah, I was a big fan of Cuphead. And I remember this came out and that inspired me to get my own group of people together. And then we went off and made our own unique thing. So I think that's the other thing that I've, always admired about about your work and what you've done is 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 that it's not easy is that it's difficult is that it's very time consuming and the handcrafting and everything that goes to it so it is so unique and stands out from the crowd that here we are today six years later you have instant recognition of what cuphead is and what it means to gamers and people even beyond that so very very happy and excited to see that that you're releasing this the best thing too yeah like if if we can inspire others, is that's almost the biggest thing, right? Like yeah. To add back to the com- community in that way, and especially like up and coming um, indie developers, would be so brilliant. And mentioning the art too, um, the behind the scenes of the art, like our kind of call it the the the, the stills gallery. Um, there's so much, not inspiration, but there's so much kind of that we wanted to put there where you're peeling back the layers and not everything is perfect and placeholder stuff might look a little, you know, yeah, quick and dirty and, and you peel this back. So you don't, a lot of the time when you show, you know, hero art or hero behind the scenes stuff where you're like, oh, it's beautiful. Here's this handcrafted inked piece. And it, it looks almost like you can't reach that because it's, it's the, the final step of, of what we're yeah. doing. But kind of going back to like loose thumbnail well, sketches. the road and, to get there, what that looks like. Exactly. How loose those drawings are. How many iterations you had to do to get to nail down and the art, Cuphead as a, as a character. Yeah, and you see characters like bosses in the game and you go, hey, they don't really look that 1930s. But that's just, that's part of the iterative process yeah. where you're creating these and molding it and getting to this point. So that... I think we're super excited to also push that, like get that into the. Well, yeah, it's a show. Had we known that, like, we um... probably wouldn't have done it. (laughs) 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 That's how I say. Um, No, but had you seen that, it probably would make some of those. Not every day is like sunshine and butterflies. Like there are days where you're like, oh my god, like you just you have tens of thousands of pieces of paper lying all over the office, and you know you kind of feel like you're never going to get to the end, but you do get to the end. And so, yeah, I think that that is probably going to be, that's one of the, what we hope will, you know, that people will, yeah, what will resonate with people is that they see how long it took to get there and to stick with things and Mm -hmm. to understand that, like, you know, you iterate on your iterations and then you iterate even more. Um, And eventually it strikes where you're like, oh yes, here it is. There, there it is. Exactly. And to stick with it and like potentially, even if it's just one super cool game that comes out that said one day says like we were inspired by cuphead we saw the behind the scenes stuff from their xbox definitive edition and um it it made us make this game i would just be like over the moon for that oh yeah for that for sure that's great you guys well uh, we only have a little bit of time left with you all yes. we get to celebrate this we get to celebrate six years i do want to look to the future right we looked at the near future we have something very special coming out that the players will get to celebrate and get their hands on but when we look at you all as a studio you've grown so much what are some of the things that you've learned what are you better at now of course when you first made cuphead it was all eyes and hands on cuphead have you grown enough as a studio to start looking at future projects are you in the works on future projects and does the main goal still stay the same? Classic 2D art that will wow people, or have you deviated from that and want to do something new? Well, what we can say is, as you know, as we're kind of growing, the uh, especially through throughout DLC, we've realized there's going to be, and we're kind of right in the midst of this. There's going to be ways where Studio MDHR doesn't have to work on one project at once where that's kind of what we did before, right? You're just mm-hmm. gonna hands down, 
and then kind of release this game. So that's the first kind of big part that we're excited about that we can kind of big enough now that we've attracted more talent mm -hmm. to be able to say like, okay, can we can we take on you know more than one, least project? more than one project exactly, <laughs> and we can say that also that we're we really want to stick to hand drawn animated art, not. Not, not saying that we're stuck in a, a cuphead style, but that same everything has to be crafted by hand, you know, backgrounds have to be painted or, you know, made with physical models. So we can say that and there might be some little cool things that we might deviate from that slightly that we can't really come up the boat. This is still so big. <laughs> nice and big. I think that one of our lessons we've learned um but pre-2017 and like the launch of Cuphead was, you know, um maybe to not announce things too early. <laughs> so, we're trying to kind of like find these stepping stones in a river now of like what's a good point. But um, it, it, there is a lot of exciting stuff happening behind the scenes. Uh, we tend to go kind of really silent. And then again, that laser vision focus comes out um, in-house here. And um, we're just, we're very excited about yeah. what, what's to come. But I do, I do like that. That's our new tagline. We, we won't talk about themes until they're a bit more ready. <laughs> you know, I will say though, with Cuphead, to our, in our defense, <laughs> We, you announced it when the scope, I think one of the common misconceptions was like, oh my God, they announced it so early and then took so long to finish it. The scope of the game evolved over that duration oh, yeah. of time as well. So we announced it when the scope was this, and then we realized, oh my gosh, there are, we thought there would be 20 people who might buy this game originally. Then we noticed, mm -hmm. okay, well, our Twitter hand, like our Twitter account is growing. Like maybe there's more than 20. Let's expand the scope a little bit put out another update and then we are expanding the scope a little bit more so the scope did evolve with our ever-changing timeline yeah. delivery date <laughs> so actually i i'm sorry i did not mean to interrupt because you you touched on something that just out of curiosity because i know you know back in those early days you were heavily partnered with with xbox id at xbox and everything were they a part of that process where you realized, hey, we could grow out the scope of this game and we're oh, supportive and yeah oh for sure because absolutely before we even knew that you know the x id and xbox thing was going to happen we the, the scope was literally push start and there's a selection screen where there's you know four bosses that you can choose from and four bosses that are question marks and you 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 make your way through these four in any order and it slowly unlocks these and that was the game and we're like we're gonna make this eight bosses maybe one to two phases per boss and we can do it and then when when Xbox reached out, we're like, okay, I think we have to go back to our original dream where you can kind of, you know, there's a world map, mm -hmm. there's a bit more exploration and mm -hmm. kind of world feel, but we still, that's when we still, like one we're still small, like the, one world yeah. and this is going to be amazing. And then it just kept spiraling into. Yeah, it, it gets romanticized <laughs> a lot in the media in terms of like, we woke up one morning, quit our jobs, remortgaged our home, and then made this three world, <laughs> equal aisle, da da da. Yeah. And it's like that a while I would love to, you know, ride that train and be like, yeah, it was brave. It wasn't. We, you know, you tread in through the shallow end first before we got into the deep end. And then, and what helped us along the way was, you know, the ID, the ID program was so integral to, to the scope changes that we implemented and, uh, and their confidence in us. They never once pushed us for like, but you said it was going to be this date. We got to stick to that date. They were like, right. oh, you want to add more? Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and so they were really integral to giving us or not giving us but like making us still feel like free to, yeah, be able they, to do anything and continue to support to us be, at the same time yeah it's being control of the creative vision bring us to the, these trade shows that we would have never had mm -hmm. access to um and so we're you know forever indebted to them for that um and trusting us and that we weren't just <laughs> spinning circles and being like no we right. promise it's coming one day yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know how to make games <laughs> That's truly amazing stuff. And it's great that you're giving back to the Xbox community with the definitive edition here very, very soon. So a lot more Cuphead on the way. Uh, I do have to ask the Netflix show, how involved are you guys in that? Do you see that going for another three seasons, another 10 seasons? Do you want that to go on forever? How long is Cuphead in your mind going to last? Oh my gosh, it would last forever if it was up, if it were up to us. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, I think that with... Um, 
all of the writer strikes going on right now and, and things like that. Things, Which might be wrapping up soon. Supposedly. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, things slow down a little bit, but um, we really hope oh, that yeah, push there's going to be a lot awesome. more. Yeah. Come on. The community's got to band together, get loud online <laughs> about wanting more Cuphead on Netflix. And and yeah, we have a great relationship with them. We are um, not involved in like the day to day in terms of like artwork or writing. Like they have fabulous team members where you're like, hey, this is your this is your area of expertise. Like we're not going to butt in. Um, so it's it's fun to watch. It's uh, it's a learning curve for us for sure in terms of seeing how they storyboard things out and how they plan episodes and yeah. go about production. Um, and we're definitely on board with the idea like, of more. Yeah, more, more <laughs> Cuphead would be brilliant. Yeah, we are too. Just, just you know, we're, we're working on games that's influenced by you know cartoon shorts mm -hmm. and and feature films. So to kind of Coming back to that seems like the best thing. Yeah, it'd be fun to also see it maybe take different a different approach, maybe like a different kind of show. Lots, lots of lots of lots of different options. Harris, we got to ramp down with these two incredible human <laughs> beings and talking about their team. I'll open it up to you. A couple final questions, maybe one final question before we get out of here. I mean, I really don't have a final question because, again, thank you both for taking the time to to, to come here and and talk about just the history of Cuphead and everything you know moving forward. Um, I I just want to say congratulations again. Um, it's been an amazing story, and to see where you started into where you are today is just. It, it is inspiring. And that's why I said before, you will still, inspire somebody. I know. We're I still know. pinching ourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, we're so grateful. You know, we, we've mentioned it a lot throughout this broadcast in terms of being grateful to the fans and our platform partners. Um, but we're also grateful to you guys. Like the media has just embraced us as well. Kind of funny is like very near and dear to our hearts in terms of all of the support you've given over the last few years and stuff. So um, we also sent along a uh, little gift to you guys as well um to help celebrate and kind of canonize um your support over the years in a cuphead style but i'll let you guys find out what that what right. that is or... okay we get a sweet teaser over it's here that's exciting stuff <laughs> but no I thank think you said it's so great congratulations to the both of you and the whole team you have mega fans here in the studio and i know our audience all love the game, especially the Xbox audience. So a big congratulations on six years. One more yeah. time, we got something special coming to the community. What is it? When is it? Let's give it to them before we say goodbye. So we have the Cuphead Definitive Edition uh, update pushing out to all Xbox um, Cuphead owners. On September 29th, 2023. And it's filled with a, a ton of behind-the-scenes videos behind the scenes artwork you know unreleased pencil tests and, and concept sketches concept orchestral art. music making and, of the music and on top of that an entire music player for the you know both the cuphead and the dlc soundtrack so it's filled to the brim with thank fun. you guys thank you so much for yeah, everything Thanks, you too. Of course, thank you to Chad and Maya, both from Studio MDHR, for joining us. I'll leave them with the final word. We'll say goodbye. Anything you want to say? Anything else? Anything else before we go? Hmm, this is interesting. Um, <laughs> we love the games industry, and I think that's, it's just, it's exciting to watch it grow in many different ways, especially like the indies and, you know, you know how, how many opportunities there are now compared to even if you go 10 years back and then another decade beyond that, how, how, how accessible it is. And I, 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 that's something that I think we all love. And to be yeah. part of this is just... Cuphead would have incredible. never happened had there not been accessible tools available to us um, to, make this, to make this happen. And we're indebted for that and hope to that that continues on. Yes. And a big shout out to Microsoft and ID at Xbox for leaving in us from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff. That's Paris. I'm Mike. That's Studio MDHR. And this has been your kind of funny X-Cast for the week. We'll catch you back here next week, gamers. Have a great one.